financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Good morning, I'm Jess Tyler along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Hello. Good morning, Jess. How are you today? I'm doing really, really well. It is the weekend, so I'm thrilled. Oh, are we spending this weekend? <laughs> Every weekend. I feel like you can't leave the house anymore without dropping like 100 bucks. I don't know how it happens, but I, I can't get out of the house without spending money. I'll tell you, that is really true. I, I mean, I'm in the same boat. You, know, you go to the grocery store for two or three items, it's $40. You go to the gas station, uh, you put some fuel in your vehicle. Even if you don't fill up, it's another $40. I mean, things add up really quickly right now. Well for, and, sure, well, for sure. And then if I use my debit card, I never keep track. So then at the end, I'm like, oh, I didn't know I spent that much. It's very handy to have a debit card or a credit card that you use, mm-hmm. not very cash, all of that. But it is a downfall of that system as well is that we're removed from that tactile feel of what we're doing, that that process of counting out the money. If, if you think like a little kid for a moment, when you're teaching them about money, you give them paper stuff, even if it's not real, even if it's monopoly money, and you teach them to pay out this amount of money or uh, for a parent who might say, go get the change from the register, you know, when we're out to breakfast and get the receipt, Mm -hmm. uh, starting to teach the child that there is a connection between how many bills they have or how much money they have in whatever form it is and what they can get with that. And that completely disappears from view when you just hand the same plastic card over all the time and the child sees you hold it over or hand it over or you just do it. And there really is no connection. So I used to tell people, and I still tell people this, if you're going to use your credit card. Now, here's one of those things I complain about when people say, just pay it off every month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Thank you very much for that sage advice. What have I been doing with my life that I didn't do that, right? I just love it when people pontificate on things that seem really simple to them, but almost impossible to the rest of the world. Right. Just just do this, you know, just buy your house in cash. It'll be easy. (laughs) So I know I shouldn't laugh about it because it really is a problem for people. But when you, when you start to dig into it like that, this, it's pretty silly, right? Yeah. The, the, the solution is easy. Just do that. Yeah, great. Even Nike tried that, and it didn't work for all of us, right? <laughs> so, you know, I, I say to people, if you're going to charge on a credit card, like, for instance, let's say that we get somebody here to the point of, you know, their, their budget is on track, their debt is on track, they've got plenty of cash flow coming in, uh, they have steady income, and we're not worried about them not being able to pay their bills anymore. Then one of the next steps we can take is to start to trim expenses in a new way for them. And one of the new ways is to say, okay, so instead of paying $5,000 for your vacation this year, mm-hmm. we're going to charge everything on your credit card. We're going to pay it off every month automatically so you never pay any interest on it. But you're going to use those miles that you rack up and turn them into cash for your vacation or buy your tickets with them. That's another thing that sounds like a great idea. But it only works when you can truly afford to pay your credit card in full every month. So one of the tricks that I give people is take one of those old checkbook registers that nobody's using anymore. Right. <laughs> because writing checks on it anymore. And every time, you know, put it in your pocket. And every time you charge something on your credit card, write it in. And so I know the first comment people will say was, 
is always, well, I can go online and check my credit card statement, so I know how much there is at any time. Mm-hmm. No, you don't, because you're only going to go online when you think there's a problem. Instead, I want you to have this tactile feel. Add it up, every, just like you would if you wrote checks. Pretend that there's a balance there that you have to live within and write that out. Now, that might be a little abstract for some people, so I'm going to give you a much simpler system to do this. But if you're advanced to the point where you feel confident that you can be very disciplined and you can use your credit card for those points and you will not get yourself in trouble Mm -hmm. because you can pay it off every month, that tip I just gave you is a good way to go about it so that you're not caught by surprise at the end of the month. And you can even start out with a fake balance at the top. I give myself $1,000 for this month, and every time you charge on your credit card, you take it down, and you don't want to go in the red. It's a very visual way to keep track of what you're spending. The other thing that I will say, just to add on your point of the people that say they can go online and check it is, I've had this happen before where I think I have so much in there, but there was like a pending charge, like I got gas, and they didn't charge it for like seven or eight days. Sure. Um, So there's like always those extra things in there you forgot about. Yeah, Fun surprises like that. We all love those. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about that for a minute, the gas, the rising cost of inflation, and the problem that it's causing for people right now. And I really don't like to be one of those people who is um, penny-penny, you know, uh, running the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Uh, You know, we have inflation. This is awful. It's the biggest inflation we've had in so long. The Mm -hmm. the worst it's been in so long. Look, you're going to hear these things on the news. If it bleeds, it leads. And financial disaster is one of those things that bleeds. So you'll hear a lot of it on the news. It is real. I'm not saying that they're making it up. But it's disproportionate, I think. The coverage for it is disproportionate to how much it's really affecting us. If you were to listen to this news day in and day out about your finances, you'd never leave the house and spend anything. (laughs) You'd be scared to death. Right. But it is in the news because it's real. It is affecting people, and one of the ways it's affecting people is when we talk about inflation, let's not talk about the economic underpinnings of it for a moment, let's just keep it simple, and talk about the gas pump. You, you just brought that up. Yeah, this week they said is the highest highest rate. It's cheapest I could find in Northampton was four twenty nine a gallon. Yeah, a gallon. This isn't even milk. Remember when milk went sky high and everybody was freaked out about how much can a cow cost? Yep, yep. Why, why do we have to pay $5 a gallon for milk? Yeah. This is absurd, right? And there were all these news articles about farmers dumping the milk out. Right. Well, here we are with gas. Again, in the middle of the nice weather in the New England area where people go on vacations. Mm-hmm. I say this every year. Look, it's summer. Prices are going to go up. It's spring. Prices are going to go up. It just seems to happen every year. But right now, we have a lot of added things, including a war in Ukraine and some other things going on that are making these gas prices soar. And, oh, and just to interject here, before anybody hears this and says, oh, gas prices are high. It's time for me to invest in gas. Mm-hmm. Please about that. You invest in it when it's not high and everybody's talking about it, okay? (laughs) Let's not fall into that trap. But let's go back to the gas pump for a minute. So I'm just like everybody else. I go to the pump and I have to put fuel in my vehicle and I try to have a a fuel-effective vehicle and people are thinking about electric these days and all of that. But right now, yeah, it's costing a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So the trap here is you might be used to putting $20 a month in your tank gas or a week, whatever. Let's just use a round figure. Let's say you're putting $20 a week in your car for gas, and that gets you back and forth to work and tracks your kids around to every place where they've got to be and all of that. I, and want, now I want to know what you're driving that you're only putting 20 bucks in. Yeah, a motorcycle. <laughs> okay. 
Well, the sidecar with one kid in it, right? <laughs> no, you know, I just use that number as a, uh, well, it's, you know, it used to be that right. you could put dollars of fuel in. Okay. So now when you go to the pump, it's not $20 anymore a week. Let's just say for ease of figuring, it's $40 a week. Mm-hmm. Your gas price has doubled, but nothing has changed in your income. Your income hasn't doubled. And let's add to this that groceries have gone up, and we could add in any, any other sort of flexible expense you can think of. They're all going up. Nothing seems to be going down. So let's talk about a system you could use to help so that you don't get into trouble during these times. And we'll also talk about ways you can cut your costs even in times of inflation or perhaps especially in times of inflation. So, all right, what's old is new again. You know, your parents, your grandparents, their parents, whoever it was, they all taught taught you about this envelope system, or at least they talked about an envelope system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, during the World War II or whenever it was that they grew up, things were simpler. They had not necessarily better, but simpler. They had X number of dollars coming in and X number of dollars going out, and things were done in cash, and you didn't get yourself into trouble because credit cards didn't exist. And the way that you managed that was to take envelopes and put a label on them. This one's for groceries, this one's for gas, this one's for insurance, whatever. Mm -hmm. And when your pay came in, you divvied it up and put it into these envelopes according to what your homemade kitchen table budget said you had to do. And those envelopes were labeled in terms of priorities, you know, groceries was a priority. The mortgage, if there was one, was a priority. Uh, but, you know, whether you went out to a movie or not, it was not high on the priority list. Right. If, if there, you was, had, there was any oh, money in an envelope for that. Yeah. If you had money left over after you fed all the priority envelopes, okay, then you could think about saving, uh, entertainment, emergencies, anything like that. But first, you had to do the other things. So the danger here, I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know already, Mm -hmm. but the danger here is the plastic. Even if it's a debit card or perhaps especially if it's a debit card, it's too easy to get into trouble right now because we're walking around saying, well, we still need to eat and we still need to get fuel. Yeah, that's true. But if you're putting it on your, let's say you're putting it on your debit card. Let's start simply first. You're putting it on your debit card, and that money's coming out of your checking account automatically. Mm-hmm. Using your debit card because it's convenient. You swipe it at the pump, whatever it's done. But your checking account balance is going down, down, down at twice the rate, using our previous example, as it was. What does that mean? That means that when your car payment goes out of your checking account, you might be overdrawn. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I always end up coming back to this, and I just think it's more true every time I talk to you, but it comes down to the psychology of it, too, I think, because for me personally, if I have a $20 bill in my wallet, like, I don't want to break that $20 bill, but I'll pull out the debit card and use it for $7 at the store or $12 or whatever it might be without even thinking about it. But if I have like a bigger bill, like for me, a $20 is a bigger bill, but I don't want to break that. If I have some ones in there, okay, but I don't want to break the money. But with the debit card, I don't even think about it. There's no doubt that it pushes us, that that psychology pushes us away from cash. Uh, I, I'm guilty of it myself. I, I use Apple Pay on my phone because it's very easy. Mm-hmm. And when I use it for small expenses like uh I don't know, I went to, you know, an office store and I had to pay $5 for some little thing I needed for the office, and I give them my phone for Apple Pay, 
I have that pang of guilt for a moment, like, oh, I used it for something that I had the cash in my wallet to pay for. What was I thinking? Mm-hmm. For me personally, I know what I was thinking. There's never any problem paying the bill at the end of the month, so that's fine. And I keep a good tax record, and I have all the same excuses everybody else has, with one maybe major exception, and that is that uh, I was once terribly in debt, twice, I think, actually, in my life. And I, that's a feeling I just abhor. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be there again. And if there ever came one month where my credit card balance or my debit balance came in and I could not pay it in full, you can bet you would hear the tires screeching on the pavement, <laughs> metaphorically, <laughs> all around town from my office because that would be a dark day for me. And so I, I am pretty cautious about how I spend money, as most people, I think, try to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I was at a place where I didn't have really ample reserves to do this, I didn't do it. I used that checkbook register that I talked about for an envelopes kind of a system, and I used it in conjunction with a budget, which we can, we'll talk about in the second half, as well as a bunch of ways to trim costs. But I'll go into more detail about this when we come back. Okay, let's get your phone number for everyone out there. Thanks, Jess. It's 413-773-3333. And they can always visit you online, The Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram at HugYourMoney.com. More with Part 2 of Financial Fitness coming up next right here on WHMP.